Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dumb Guy Book Club. Uh, today we're trying something new. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do like uh, I wouldn't call them guilty pleasure books. I, I call them books books we read that we actually enjoyed, but uh, should probably have been done on this podcast. Yeah, so. pleasure me guilty. Yeah, pleasure <laughs> pleasure me guilty. What's that, your name? Uh, my name is Chris. And I'm Jacob, and we're the hosts of this book based podcast. Yeah, the hostesses. <laughs> Here to serve, baby. Yeah, we're gonna serve you up some fun times here on the midnight hour. <laughs> you're, you're really selling it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired. I don't know. Before we get into this, I want to make an announcement. Um, so yeah. today, the day that we're recording this, I've been sober for 90 days. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Um, and I thought I'd be like wake up excited, full of energy, but yeah. I am just fucking exhausted. My head has hurt all week, and I feel miserable. Um, I think it's a the humidity, and we've been having because it's impossible for me to stay hydrated. Yeah. B, I'm still not over the change of moving. I don't. I'm not. I'm not good at being adaptable <laughs> sure, to new environ sure, sure, environs sure. environs. <laughs> That's close enough to the. And word. Uh, <laughs> was I doing A B C or one two three? Well, <clears throat> C. <laughs> I think maybe I need to get on some new uh, depression medication. Fun. Yeah. Um, so if anyone has any uh, uh, medical advice they'd like to give us, yeah. please post it in the I've comments section. I've been taking lots section. of penicillin. <laughs> I'm not getting any happier. Um, God, I meant to make a cup of coffee before we started, and I didn't do it. Oh, I man, feel, that sounds so I great right so now. so dumb. Oh, so dumb. Can we have some after? Yeah. Okay. We're going to record. Let's do a du- we're going to do double decker. Double decker. The ne- next episode you Club hear sandwich. We're going to be full of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really weird. <laughs> uh, right. well, what book did I read? Yeah, so you brought a book that you want you you want to yes. talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I read this book of my own um, to come to combat that crushing depression that reading these books that we read yeah. every week brings me. I read a <laughs> side book at the same time that's just for me. And it's something to distract me from the awful shit we're pumping into our brains. It's I've been trying to do that, but then I don't. I, I end up not finishing the book we need to read for the podcast, so I have to stop. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all about <laughs> balance, man. It's like when you're drinking all day, you got to have the perfect amount of cocaine. Sure. To keep you alert. You don't want to overdo it. You'll be up all night. Yep. But that's uh, that's another story for another time. <laughs> uh, so we've been, I've been reading these side books, and the book that I read is actually not a dumb guy book. It's actually a really good book by a fantastic author. I read The Handmaid's Tale by... Uh, Margaret Atwood. A true classic. Oh, it's so good. I, I love dystopian sci-fi, but the reason I read it was very stupid. Um, I read it because I liked the TV show. Yeah. And I was at the Amazon bookstore <laughs> in Southport. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to read the book. I'd like to read the book and see the differences, which is just like the lowest common denominator, like dumb guy or dumb lady in your office. It's yeah. like, oh, I love that show on Hulu that no one's ever seen for some reason. Uh, I haven't watched the show yet, but from the clips I've seen, it seems pretty. It seems very. It's fucking from awesome. The book. If you're a I've dystopian sci-fi fan, it's so good. Yeah. Um, it's. I love dystopian sci-fi. It's one of my favorite genres. And like talking, just like, um, like thematically speaking, that's not the right word to use. But fuck <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Um, like adaptation-wise, so like Children of Men was an adaptation of a short story. Uh huh. Um, this is like the best adaptation of dystopian sci-fi since Children of Men, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest um, dystopian sci-fi films of all time. And I, uh, okay, what? That's great. It sounded like you had a pretty. I was gonna make like a weird, like, uh, like 
a Trump era joke, and then I I didn't have the heart to even like Thank joke, you so much. jokingly do it. Thank you so much. That's what I, I that's what I pulled back on. Um, so the show is good. No one's seen it. I've been trying try to talk to so many people about it. The only person <laughs> who's who's watched it is my buddy Jasper because we both use the same guy's Hulu account. Sure, sure. And so we talked about it a bit. Um, our mutual friend Corey gave me her Hulu password un- oh, with the explicit yeah. purpose saying that I you I have to watch The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, Corey I, likes it? Yeah. I have an, uh, oh. Margaret Atwood's her favorite writer. Awesome. Yeah, I really like <laughs> I dig Margaret Atwood now. I want to read some more of her stuff. Okay. It's the first Atwood book I've read, which is also a really stupid reason to like jump in to a, a fantastic <laughs> author, like one of sure, like, yeah, probably one of like the top hundred greatest of this century. But that's how people century. discover. Like, it's I, so I, didn't, I didn't read any Cormac McCarthy till I saw No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, so uh, it happens. But I was also like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, and that's a fine move for that. <laughs> as an adult, as a tax-paying American adult, you feel like you should have read some Margaret Atwood before you watched the Hulu TV show. It's like reading the book with the movie poster on the cover <laughs> yeah it's such a lame fucking move it's such a stupid move i hate it well so uh, what uh what stands out about the from the book for you what 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 do you what did you like all right i think we should talk about the characters first yeah for, okay well, i guess we should explain like it's been a long time since i've read it so you're gonna have to catch me up yeah um i got you um so basically it's a dystopian future um it was written in 1984, mm-hmm. and I think like she's like said it was like when she was writing it, she was imagining 20 years in the future, so like 2005 is what she said. But there's no set time. It is like the future. It's the near future. It's whatever. a fan. It's a fantasy land. Yes. It's not. It's not reality. Um, I feel like that's important because people do this thing where they watch. I've seen critiques of the show where people are like, "Uh, yeah, uh, religious extremism is bad, but this does not exist." And you're like, "Yeah, it's a ma- it's a writer made it up." <laughs> To make a point, <laughs> you, you dummies. Yeah. That's what writers do. Yep, they they make stuff up. <laughs> um, so basically, it's like a the America is now a theocracy. It's yeah. like a, like a militaristic dictatorship run by these religious extremists. Um, basically, women have been stripped of all power and status. Um, uh, the upper class um, they live in they really in the really palatial estates. Yeah, and they're and they horny have, as hell. Yeah, oh, man. This, this is the horniest upper echelon of society you've ever seen, They're draining their sex 24-7. <laughs> um, so basically, it's like there's a man and a wife. It's very, like, traditional, whatever the fuck that means. Like, like marriage, like nuclear marriage. And uh, But most, uh, most men are sterile. Most women are barren. Uh, but there are, like, chosen women. Mm-hmm. Um, who basically are used as um, like incubators for babies? So basically, they have like fuck slaves. Yeah, more or less. It's like at a, it's like at a puppy mill where they have that dog, <laughs> yeah, like the breeder dog. Sure, but they're they're treating human beings this way. Um, and you kind of come to find out, like within the book, that it's not really about religion. The dictatorship isn't about religion. It's not about being pure. It's about power. Because all the men who are in power, they all go and hang out at this brothel, and they drink, and they smoke, and they have prostitutes, and like they bring their handmaids with them. Handmaids are like the, the sex slaves. Yeah. Um, uh, isn't so? And they justified this takeover of the country because of a terrorist act, right? Uh, they, and, and then it turns out she discovers at some point that they had even like they that this group was behind the terrorist attack, mm-hmm. and they they blamed it on like Islamic extremists to take power. 
It's, yeah, I mean, they don't really get into that because that's not the point. The yeah. point is, like, the whole point of the book is about, um, like, the horrors of the corruption of power. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like they, women are getting barren less and less people are being born. Um, they don't really, I mean, that's not the point. So, like, she doesn't get into the reasons, just the outcome, which I think is fairly interesting. I liked that a lot about it. Um, even, like, the women who are in power, like, the wives of, like, the commanders and, like, the upper-class men, um, they don't really believe in the religion because, like, there's a point in the story where she is, they're so desperate to fit in with the society and to have children and to have this family. Yeah. That, um, um, she, like, uh, sets it up to where, uh, Offred, who is, like, the handmaid, uh, the narrator of the book, um, is having sex with the captain's chauffeur, just trying to get her pregnant. They mm-hmm. have like a mutual agreement, like, "Hey, I get this kid. You get to stick around. You don't know, become an unwoman who's barren and get shipped off to the wastelands to die." Um, I don't know. It's really, it's interesting how like it just basically um, a um, deconstruction of corrupt the corruption of power. I like that a whole lot. That was cool. It's like, your typical, like, pretty typical dystopian stuff. Can I uh, can I do a bit of a power trip right now? Absolutely. Can you turn the air conditioner off? This one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is gonna be a very weird listening experience for people. They're gonna like. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. They're gonna hear a low hum through the first half of this episode. Okay, yeah, that's gonna better. Go away. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, and funny thing. Oh, your off. your microphone. Okay, it's, it's better. The name Offred. Yeah. Her name's not Offred. The commander's name was Fred. So it's. Of Fred, because he's literally her property in the society. Gotcha. Which, you know, like, oh, man, we're not far from like this. Just look around. Your microphone keeps cutting in and out. But uh, your point was made very well. Yeah. I don't know. It's a really good book, and I enjoyed it. So where do you want to, what should we, t- what, do you, what do you, is there, a, what do you want to talk about? I I mean, I, uh, um, I like A Handmaid's Tale a lot. I feel like right now I'm in a situation where, like, I want to be funny. But uh, uh, I don't uh, want to make fun of uh, women's rights. <laughs> your your microphone is the worst. So bad. You can do one without the other. Okay, and uh, you also you own this microphone. It's not. It's not put ownership on me. Okay. If I own this microphone, I'd take better care of it. Well, it's not the microphone's fault. It's it's the owner's fault. Yeah, it's the Radio it's Shack you. cable's fault. Um, I was I was nervous there that when I on uh, when I woke up the recording I had paused it. It's very hard to uh, run the soundboard and try to host yeah. the show at the same time. <laughs> this is gonna be a good episode. And so far, it seems like it. I'm just trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to get through the weeds here. Yeah, I, I how do we it, toss me some softballs? All right, let's get wrapped up. <laughs> Okay. Batting practice is over. What was uh, I guess? Uh, what was? Is there anything about the book you didn't like? Um, I didn't like how, like, there are a lot of fan theories that it's, like, all an allegory for the Muppet Babies. I, how did you even come across this? Well, you know, <laughs> I got on the web. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, do you do that? I never do that. Look, read fan theories? Yes. I love fan theories. Okay. But, yeah, it's, and it makes sense. Like, you have Miss No, Baby. no, it does. Before you even start getting into this, it does not make sense. Kermit is her husband. I guarantee you Margaret Atwood has never watched an episode of The Muppet Babies. I probably, she has children, so I doubt that. Okay. And she was 
probably had children in the eighties and nineties when the Muffet Babies were pretty popular. <laughs> you really, and, you really defending this. It all makes sense <laughs> because it's like the Muppet Babies, uh, and, and it's like the Muppet Babies used as a protest for the Gulf conflict. <laughs> oh, brother! Yeah. Um, you don't believe me? No, I and I. Furthermore, Do you remember what they went? They went down there to Kuwait and they lit up the oil wells. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. But I'm not quite sure what that has to do with babies talking to giant walking legs. Um. Okay. First off, they were Muppet babies. Okay. And the point of not showing the adults was to keep the focus on the babies. I know, but I'm not sure how that <laughs> becomes a parallel for being in Kuwait. I don't understand how much <laughs> like I have how much more I have to explain it to you. <laughs> Clearly, the adults in the show were the American government. Oh, uh, okay. And the Muppet babies were the American soldiers who were lied to and sent over shipped over there. Um, okay. To fight the th- the thirty days war. 90 Days War. <laughs> All those guys. Ashcroft. Um, where did you find this fan theory? Um, in my... In my... In the cloud. In the cloud? Were you yeah. on Reddit and you're just, like, embarrassed to tell me you are on Reddit? No, I wasn't on Reddit. I... This sounds like Reddit nonsense. I wrote this, this, sounds, this sounds like a Reddit thread. I wrote this fan theory. Unbelievable. Yeah. You're a monster. They got Star Wars Muppet Babies, too? <laughs> <laughs> We're so far off The Handmaid's Tale. We're no, just we're talking not. about you know, Muppet Babies at this point. How were we so that far off? We're just, <laughs> it's like, you know, when you slice open a cake and you see the layers? Yeah. We're in that middle cream-filled center. <laughs> okay. The best part, if you ask me. That's fair. Uh, here's what I... Uh, uh, I guess here's a, a talking point. Have you... Uh, yeah. Have you seen any of Norm MacDonald's tweets to Margaret Atwood? No. Does he say awful stuff to her? Yeah. Norm MacDonald hates Margaret Atwood, and in particular, he hates The Handmaid's Tale. Why? Uh, because Norm MacDonald is like a weird right-wing creep secretly. Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Adam uh, Carolla? <laughs> you think Adam Carolla is secretly a right-wing creep? No, but I was saying like a right-wing <laughs> creep like Adam Carolla. I don't know if he's like Adam Carolla. He's, I think Norm is very religious, and he like kind of tries to hide it. Okay. Uh, right, let's not talk about him. There's no reason to bring up Norm. Well, there is, because he uh, all the time tweets very mean things at Margaret Atwood, okay, especially about The Handmaid's Tale. Okay, he doesn't like that woman or her work of fiction. That's... I'm not, I'm not trying to legitimize his shitty things he says, but I'm trying to talk about the MBs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Margaret Atwood, M.A. Yeah. Right? Muppet, baby, M.B., B. One letter down from A, sub-theory. Um, Are you now suggesting that Margaret Atwood is the writer of the Muppet Babies? No, I'm saying she probably knows Aikido. <laughs> uh, how how are we here? What do you mean? How are we here? How do we get to Aikido? Hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how we got. Your theory was M A to M B, and now we're to okay. So A A K I Aikido. I mean A K Edo. Okay, wait. Well, you keep talking over me, so I can't. Really <laughs> I'm so myself. sorry. Well, I was trying to get somewhere with that Norm Macdonald thing, but it seemed like it made you uncomfortable to talk bad about Norm Macdonald. I'm not so... a huge Norm Macdonald fan, but I don't want to talk about another comedian on our podcast. I'll okay. We got to throw stones. We're we're here at the I bottom. No, we're no, no, we're, no, no. we're, we're to... scum in the sea. I'm not and trying we got, to start throwing stones. McDonald's. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start shit with Adam Carolla. <laughs> Why won't you start shit with Norm Macdonald? That's just an that's an echelon I don't want to climb up to, buddy. 
I want to start shit with Norm McDonald. Okay, well, I think we should throw stones at Norm McDonald. Don't fucking drag my hard work into it. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me another question. These people need to know about this book. Okay. Uh, what uh, What's the biggest difference between the TV show and the book? Um, in the show, there are no Pacific Islanders. And in the book, I imagine everyone was a Pacific Islander. <laughs> okay. That's just how I chose to read it. That's how you chose to read it. Yeah, it's the summertime. Yeah. Um, it seems like in the show there's a lot more like domestic uh, from just the trailers I've seen like domestic work. Um, what do you mean? Like I th- I think I saw a scene where she goes to like a grocery store. Or oh something. yeah, no, they go shopping. That's yeah, the handmaids. Yeah. This one of their duties. I don't really remember that so much in the book. I remember they were like kind of they talk they about were, like, shopping. Kind of kept women in the book. Um, they do. They yeah, they're responsible for the shopping, but they have to go with with partners right to make sure, and they kind of police each other, make sure that they're staying up. Because, you know, if you don't stay in line, your ass is mine. <laughs> That's what they say in the book. <laughs> um, is that really? I don't remember that. It doesn't seem like the pros is Margaret Atwood, but yeah. I, I believe it. says you. if you step out of line, your ass is mine. <laughs> and then there's just an Eddie Van Halen solo afterwards. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay $1,000 to watch, if it's just me in a room, at Eddie Van Halen's house. I would pay $1,000 just to sit. He doesn't have to look at me or talk to me. He just sits and he noodles on his guitar for 30 minutes. I would say that's worth $1,000. Okay. That's not a crazy amount of money. No. To have that kind of experience. I, I guess I'd not. probably sell it short. Would he, would you, would you, do you think he'd make you leave right away? I'd probably, he'd want it, like, it'd be weird if I didn't because he's not talking to me. <laughs> I'm just sitting on a stool. Do you think David Lee Roth has ever read The Handmaid's Tale? I don't think David Lee Roth has ever read. <laughs> ever? I don't think he's read a book since he got out of high school. <laughs> and he went to like junior college. I don't think he would. Do you think he's lied about reading a book? I don't know. I don't think he's concerned. I think his biggest concerns are coming and cocaine. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Ask me another question. <laughs> okay. Um, Fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> um, how does it end? Um, ambi- I don't. I don't remember how it ends. Um, ambiguously. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, off red is um, the secret police come and they're taking her out and they're like, "Oh, you're harboring a fugitive." Blah blah blah. I don't know. They explain it, but then the chauffeur Nick is like, uh, "They're here to like, like, this is the resistance. They're here to like get you out of here." But then again, she doesn't know because she doesn't know if Nick is an I or not, like working like yeah. double agent for the government. So you don't know. You don't know her fate. It leaves it open. But, dude, get this. There's a fucking epilogue <laughs> um, that is just a professor doing um, this um, uh, analytical, uh, analytical discussion oh, I remember this. of the yeah, text. Yeah. Basically, this is a found... Like recording, yeah. Like she recorded. Okay, I remember a lot record- more. About it gets this like book. weird meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically, everything you've read, it turns out, was a transcription of a recording. Uh-huh. So you don't know if any of the characters were real, but you can't historically link them to characters after like that society fell. It's all coming back to me now, yeah, baby. It's a real fucking Chris Angel mind freak. <laughs> I was like, yo, you freaked my mind. And I don't. I didn't care to read the epilogue. I was like, well, okay. I didn't sign up. I paid for nine innings of baseball here. Oh, your your microphone again. I read the plot summary on Wikipedia of the epilogue. Cool, cool, cool. 
It was like another 17 pages. Are you the type of guy that like it's going into extra innings and you're like, well, let's get out of here. We got to be traffic. No, actually, I stayed. <laughs> I went to that 18 inning Cubs game. Right. A couple months back, and I stayed till like the 16th and a half inning. When it was like 145, I was like, it's Sunday. <laughs> Working like five hours. The microphone is terrible. I hate it so much. Hey. I want to throw it out this window. Get a better microphone. You, Quit buying fancy bubbly water. Get <laughs> a microphone. Yeah, LaCroix, the most expensive thing in the world. I love it. I'm Buzz Marketing. Please sponsor us, LaCroix. LaCroix, please sponsor it. Why does it hurt when I come? <laughs> Can that be her new jingle for the podcast? Yeah. Dumb Guy Book Club. Why does it hurt when I come? Perfect. Nice. I think that we got that's a clean recording. I'm going to put that at the beginning and end of every episode. Yeah. It's honestly, probably because I didn't get all the pee out before. Um, by the time people have heard this, they've heard, hopefully, our uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog Oh, yeah. Uh, Maybe I should, before we release this, I should throw that jingle in there. (laughs) Hats off to the troops and all, but that's some real courage. That's some true courage. Yeah. Fucking an old lady? Yeah, wait, don't give him too much. (laughs) Give him an appetizer, not the entree. (laughs) You got to pay full price for the entree. Um, ask me one more question, then let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, of... I'm sorry, I've been, like, going back into such, like, a Van Halen, like, wormhole. No, I know, you've done nothing but send me David Lee Roth stuff. Well, okay, so, like, I listened to Van Halen in high school and college, like, when the peak of my bro-down years. Yeah. Because that's, that's a huge, they're a bro-rock band. That's the, that's their genre of music, right? Sure. It's just, like, it's, like, White Trash Dudes and Adam Sandler. Like... Van Halen. I don't, I think Adam. There's I, a Van Halen song in every Adam Sandler movie. Is there? There's there's Dance a Leonard Night Away is in like every fucking Adam Sandler movie. There's a Leonard Skinner song in every Adam Sandler movie. I yeah, and like a oh, he got like he puts a lot of Ario like a lot of speed wagon and like sticks. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. I fucking I've been on seventy eight through eighty four the DLR years. This is like. Uh, this is like prime two dudes talking about Mar- Margaret Atwood that we've mostly talked about Van Halen <laughs> the entire time. Well, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like Margaret Atwood isn't discussed as one of the like the recent greats author like as authors like yeah people know who she is but like then she never comes up in like the discussion because you kind of have to be interested and more in intellectual. Uh, literature, if you're reading Margaret Atwood, I think. I guess. Um, she, she, I think she considers herself more of a sci-fi writer. Yeah, but oh, she's fantastic. She's the, the smartest person to ever live. Yeah, she's a great writer. Um, but And that's similar to Van Halen in the sense that everyone always talks about Eddie Van Halen mm-hmm. and his innovation and how great, probably like his fretwork. And honestly, he's probably better than Hendrix at guitar. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Uh, Hendrix didn't get to live long enough to kind of like, Expand think, and like innovate the way Van Halen did, but Van Halen was doing it way younger. Sure. Um. So I would say one A Hendrix, one B Van Halen, but on a good day, EVH is gonna edge out uh, Hendrix. <laughs> and that's kind of similar to like the way people talk about Margaret Atwood in the sense that like people always talk about Eddie Van Halen and they never talk about how good of a drummer Alex Van Halen is. Okay. He maybe was he as talented a musician as his brother Edward? No. But he was a damn fucking fine drum- drummer. 
Sure. And I think he belongs in the discussion of like top twenty five drummers of all time. See, I think people do talk about Margaret Atwood the same way they talk about uh Eddie Van Halen, but the the Octavius Butler is the true uh underrated uh sci fi writer. Just the same way Stevie Ray Vaughan is the secretly the world's greatest guitarist. Okay, explain to us why Stevie Ray Vaughan is the greatest. Okay. Sometimes uh he gets on his guitar and he jumps up and down on it like it's a pogo stick. Oh, badass. It rules hard, man. Yeah, man. And he died in a helicopter like he's in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Like that one actor. You got, <laughs> <laughs> he and that kid got their heads cut off by, who's that guy? <laughs> I, I do not remember. Is it when they're filming the Twilight Zone movie? You, I, I, this You've never seen the Twilight Zone movie? I've never seen the Twilight Zone I thought Zone you movie. loved John Lithgow. I, I do like John Lithgow. I've always heard of the Twilight Zone movie as really bad so no I've it's really good it. i saw when i was a kid it scared the fuck out of me now was it scary because you were a little kid it's scary because it's good and it's scary okay it's scary in the sense that stephen king is scary like it has its moments and you're like oh <laughs> but then and it's creepy and there's good jump scares but then most of it is just dog shit that people buy because of a name sure um is there anything else do you want to say about the book before we wrap up here uh it rules ass okay I second that. Uh, it was really good. You should read it. Yeah. Unless you got like a book about Peyton Manning or someone. Um, oh, we're missing the ESPYs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the most prestigious award show in all of sports? I love it when they vote on who the best basketball team is. And it's just whoever won the NBA championship. Because, yeah, sports is not set up in a way to let you know who the best version no, of whatever team a, is in any sport. You can put sports. on a suit and get a trophy and yeah, give, a, give an awkward-ass speech. <laughs> you can't just play a season and then play some playoffs and then know who the best basketball team is. Okay, if it worked that way, the advertisers want to get the money. <laughs> Chrysler going to sponsor it. I love it when people win Athlete of the Year. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win it? Um, who's up for it? Cubs are up for best team. Okay. I they have to win it, right? I guess the Cubs Cubs have win. to win best team. Who Who cares? Who cares? Well, I do because I like the Cubs. Do you really want the Cubs to win an SB? I mean- Like, I what? which one will you tell your kids about that time when they won the World Series and you saw them in the playoffs that year or when they won the SB? I'll probably talk about the time that Steve <laughs> Schreiber handed them the SB trophy. <laughs> I think that's the perfect way to end this book about right, read this the book. emergence of third wave feminism. All right. Um, yeah, Handmaid's Tale, real good. <laughs> Read it, uh, and have a good night. Be safe, dumbheads. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Hey, guys, this is Jacob. Thank you so much for listening to Dumb Guy Book Club. If you have any questions or concerns or a recommendation, perhaps, we'd love to hear it. You can shoot us an email at dumbguybookpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at dumbguybookclub. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Jack Blowery. That's J-A-C-K-B as in boy, L-O-W-R-E-Y. I suggest you follow Chris Rice as well. That's at Chris Rice Party. If you like our intro song, it's called The Skim by Rad Payoff. I suggest you find him on Spotify if you like kick-ass bands. Thanks a lot and have a great night. <laughs>